Praise the Lord, it's chat time again. Now, this week, we will continue to discuss current events and scriptures. Praise the Lord, it's that time again for the phrase of the week. I know you've all been waiting for it. So, this week, you know, and, and I've heard this even growing up, mom and dad would say, rise and shine, rise and shine. You know, and oh, we'd be so sleepy, we wouldn't want to get up, and you know. Well, that comes from the Bible, and it, and it actually does mean a call to wake up, get out of bed, start your day, and you can find it in Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1, and it reads, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Isn't that nice? It's so nice that we can associate phrases with the Bible. So, you know, we've got a lot of current events to get to, but I want to start off with a scripture. And, I don't know, maybe people aren't going to agree with me or think it's so petty or silly, but 
I, I, I want to talk about Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. And it reads, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. All right. So I like that. And I keep telling myself, you know, I tell my brain, you got to think about good things, you know, because it's so easy to fall into um, a slump or it's so easy to get irritated, you know, with people or situations or, or whatever. And, and you got to keep talking to yourself and telling yourself. So it says, think. And I was laying in bed, I guess, <laughs> you know, in the middle of the night, I, I, I think about this stuff, you know. And um, it says, what are those things that are pure and lovely and good report and virtuous? And see, I can think of things that praise where you praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, and God's love is pure, but is it all? Now, this is where I think people might, you know, think I'm kind of silly, but but is does it all have to apply to just the Lord, or can it be just your everyday experiences that are um, good report, or virtuous, or but I don't think um, you can separate the Lord out of it. So if, if, if something... Well, here, this is what I was thinking about. One day, I went to see somebody in the hospital who was very, very sick and getting uh, treatment for cancer. And, oh, gosh, it was awful. And I remember going to the hospital, and I told the nurse, uh, this was an ICU, and I looked at her and I said, I'm, I'm here looking for a good report. So the person was very, very sick and almost comatose, you know. So I wanted to, so is that an example of a good report, hearing something that's good happening to somebody else or, you know, uh, in it, that situation? It could be, but I think it still will lead back to the Lord. Because even if you heard something of a good report, you find yourself thanking the Lord because of the good report. So I'm thinking whatever things are lovely, you know, everything's have a good report, whatever things are pure or honest. Or well, here, let's just stick to a good report. So could it be a good, excuse me, a good name or a good, your good credit report or your, but then again, or your reputation among people? But it still gives you, still leads you back to the Lord. Because your reputation but Depending on how a person views you. Could but, but it still leads you back to the Lord. It still leads you back to his word. You're still, it, so you say, oh, okay, so I have a good report. People view me, um, view my name. I have a good name. And then the scripture comes to mind, a good name is better than gold. You know, to have a good name. So no matter what the report is, no matter what the incident is, it's going to lead back to God. It's going to lead back to Jesus. It's going to lead back to his word. It, it, and a matter of fact, it will, should reinforce a person's faith 
in God's word because it would be a living example of his word in action. So whatsoever things are true. Mm-hmm. That leads you back. That's the first uh, defense that you have, defense and offense in the armor of God. So anything that agrees with the scripture? It will. It has to. See, I was trying to think of everyday Things, everyday situations that I could apply this to. And everyday situations that you can apply that to will agree with the scripture. There won't be one that contradicts it. Because anything outside of that wouldn't be scripture. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be good. It wouldn't be honest. It wouldn't be of a, you know, a just report. Wouldn't so be how do you think on, I mean, so you start thinking about the, you have to actually. So if you're thinking about everyday things or things that happen to you. Even if you think, even if you think in terms of, uh, this is a brand new day. And you say, it was a beautiful morning. That still leads you back to the word of God. It still leads you back to what God has said. If you think, well, today I, I, I want to do this, it still leads you back to acknowledge the Lord in all your ways. <laughs> I do want to, you know, I do wake up asking the Lord, thanking him for keeping me through the night and, and, and um, asking him to bless me so that whatever I think, do, or say will give him the honor and the glory and the praise. And, mm-hmm. and then I, I tell him what I think I, I'd like to do. Mm-hmm. And I said, if it's okay with you today, Lord, I'd, this is what I'd like to do. But then nine times out of ten, it doesn't happen. I don't well, end up doing it. And I feel so bad. Well, it doesn't mean that it's, it's a bad thing, but you acknowledge him just the same because the Lord... Basically, he broke me out of the habit of getting up, and I'm, you know, I got the day plan, what I'm going to do, and I can remember two incidents where he specifically just, it's like cut it off at the knees, and then I realized I was trying to figure out what was my frame of mind, and my frame of mind was I was just focused on doing this particular thing, but now when I get up in the morning, I do the same thing that you do. I said, Lord, this is what I would like to do today if it be your will. You know, no matter what happens, and, and, and whether I accomplish it or not, I still give God the thanks. Like it says in Psalms 92 in the second verse, it says, you know, uh, his loving kindness in the morning, his faithfulness uh, at night, you know, his tender mercies brand new every morning. So no matter what we do, if you think on the truth, you have to, it has to lead back to Jesus. So Everyday things. So for an example, if... You had a conversation with somebody, mm-hmm. and they had a wrong understanding of what you are saying, mm-hmm. or or what they think you have done, or mm-hmm. you know. And I and I and and it causes like a um, like a little. They're, and they're irritated with mm-hmm. you, you know, and they get irritated and they want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. So I find myself. Thinking about that mm-hmm. now, I'm trying to figure out: is that what I, I mean when I think about that? That's you know, but I had to pray about it, and I told the Lord, "You know that I was telling the person the right thing. Mm-hmm. I was telling, and you know my heart. You know what I was trying to do, and you know what I was trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. But they took, they didn't understand, you know. So then I find myself." Asking the Lord to forgive them because they don't know what they're saying or doing, mm-hmm. you know. But is that an example of thinking on things that are true? <laughs> I don't uh, know. Yeah, I mean, it, right? And, and it leads I mean, you back to the Lord. Still, it's still but it true. still makes me but, feel bad about but, but the misunderstanding. Feels, well, up to a certain extent, but 
deep down within, even though you feel bad about the misunderstanding, you still stand it on solid ground within yourself because you know that you did nothing wrong. So, and then you pray for the person and then you think about how God is good. And before long, you understand that that, that misunderstanding is there, but you yourself move on. So things that are just, whatsoever things that are just, you know, and I'm trying to think what could be um, just, giving people what they, um, I don't know. When, you, when you're fair, you know, if a person is fair, you know, so everything is just, but so everything, so that you, you know that your conscience is clear. And that, and that uh, you can stand before the Lord because sometimes you just tell the Lord. And sometimes, and sometimes even when you search yourself, you know, you being honest before the Lord allows you a sense of freedom, allows you to measure how serious something is to you. Because some things you know that if the Lord will crack the clouds and come right at that instance and ask you, you know, uh, about that particular matter, if you could say within yourself, Lord, it, it did matter to me, and you know that it did, and you know that it does, then you know it's something that you have to take to the Lord. But it's like, because you know that God hears your prayers, it's like it lifts a load. So when you start thinking on it, so everything's are true and, and just and honest and pure, when you start thinking on those things, you don't have a condemned conscience. You don't have to worry about whether or not your thoughts are in error, you don't have to worry about that because it's going to lead you right back to God's word. So whatsoever things are lovely to me is easy because it's, it's just like real easy for me. You can <laughs> look at a flower or look at how, how the Lord made little insects or animals or fish or mm -hmm. um, Trees, you right. know, I, I, driving to church all the time, I think about, I look at the trees and I think they don't grow any higher than they're supposed to. Right. And, and they're so perfect. You know, some are pear-shaped, some are yeah. triangular. So right. and then, I'm, I'm just impressed with how the Lord made trees. Right. And, you know? the, and the more you look at how the Lord has done things, even with insects, I used to kill them without a second thought. You know, but I discovered those little things have personalities, you know, and, but some of them are just vicious in and of themselves, like fleas. Yeah, something else. So, you know. So. Mice. <laughs> well, well, are, are, uh, well, they're cute, but they don't belong inside the house, you know, so. No, but, but, but they're so. Um, and so are squirrels. Persistent. Right. That's, yeah, they have a homing signal. But, but the, the thing about it is that the Lord. Everything that seems that he has created, seems, it has an intelligence behind it. Everything, everything, everything that, that he has created, the design in it reflects something that's spiritual. <laughs> when you say intelligence, yes. I remember when I was a kid, <laughs> one of our pastimes in the summertime, where, you know, we, us kids, we just love to look at spider webs. Mm -hmm. And if there was a big spider in the web and, and then we catch a fly, uh -huh. and then we put it in the poor fly. <laughs> <laughs> and then we would uh, put it in the web, and then we would sit there and we would watch this little spider come out. Uh -huh. And it's like he had, like he had brains. He knew that there was a 
there was some something there for him to eat, mm-hmm. you know, and he would just come out. And then I really believed that he could see us, mm-hmm. you know, all gathered around this little web. Yeah, and he probably said, hey, they came and they fed me. I believe if you had done it enough times, you would have had a tamed spider. <laughs> but, but the Lord, everything, everything that he designed, our body, everything reflects something spiritual. So, silly me, I thought it had only to do with what repeating scriptures. Well, not, what, well those scriptures relate to life, though. Every scripture usually that a person can quote, you can probably call up an incident or something that happened in your life that you can say, the Lord did this for me. And you can connect the scripture with what all the events in your life. I, I can't think of anything. Whereby I can't go back and think on the truth behind it, think on the God's pureness and, and the honesty behind it, and and a good report how the Lord has brought us through our tests and our trials. How and the, if, the Lord perfects us, if there be any virtue, right? He's saying because you know there's virtue because He exists. If if there be any, if there be any praise, you know there's praise because He is entitled to all honor, all glory, and all praise. He said, then that's why we think on these things. What do you do? You end up thinking on the Lord. Well, that answers my question here. And I'm going to move on to some uh, current events. Someone sent this to me. It came from End Times Headlines at the end of the year. And it's about the CDC. And it's pushing the teachers to measure their commitment to the LGBTQ (laughs) inclusivity instruction which means that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has issued an assessment tool for teachers and school administrators to measure their commitment to LGBTQ inclusivity in their classrooms. The tool asks leading questions about school personnel and their faithfulness to queer theory. Okay, but tell us, wait. CDC, isn't that Center, Center for D- Disease, Disease Control? Control? <laughs> what does that got to do with, with LGBT. how you feel about the alphabet? That doesn't make any sense. It's pushing advocacy <laughs> membership in schools, gay, straight alliance, the social transitioning of children, including use of facilities of the opposite sex and decorating classrooms with LGBT propaganda. Oh my goodness. The tools ask leading questions about school personnel and their faithfulness to the queer theory, including encouraging sexual education teachers to have gender neutral anatomy. Well, what? So you have mannequins. (laughs) You know, you just basically, you know, you have mannequins. A bald head, <laughs> no genitalia. Just, just that's a, not what they say. Referring to boys, <laughs> referring to boys as body with, what? and then they name their with the apparatus, <laughs> the penis. So, right? Okay. And girls as a body with what? What? what okay, with what? Because you know, <laughs> women parts really don't have names. A vagina, it says. Yeah, but that's about it. <laughs> anyway. It's troubling that during a global pandemic, this is where the CDC's efforts were focused. The CDC's Division of Adolescence and School Health posted the LGBTQ inclusivity in schools, a self-assessment tool. Huh? They said... Have you ever noticed 
when they talk about gender neutral, especially when they say they're neutral. Although they say it's not mandatory, the CDC says it's not a mandatory. Well, I would say, well, thank goodness, because I'm not taking it. So, like, say, for instance, if you have people saying, I don't identify as male or female. Have you ever noticed they come out looking like one or the other? (laughs) (laughs) So they cannot. I said, so if if you're a different gender, you should come up with something that looks neither male or female. So, so we, even the ones that say it doesn't look like male or female still looks like a male to me. I mean, if I had to give it a category, I would in have their to, head, right? In their brain, but but in their but when they personal, dress, but when they dress it, up, have you seen it? You see a man with a beard and earrings, lipstick and long hair, high heels, you know. So, but so he's mixed two genders. No matter what they do, they cannot come up with something that's outside of what God has created. Even when they say. You know, I'm genderless. The genderless person looks like a man. You know, you can't, you cannot come up with something that's outside of except God's I read, uh, except, <laughs> except I read an article where this, I think it was in China or, or some Asian country, where this man spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on making himself over to look like a cat. Right. So hmm. he looked like a cat. So you see the cat. But I mean, it's not a. <laughs> it's I an mean, animal. So in that sense, it wasn't a man or a woman. It was an animal. But it still, an animal. when you look at the animal, and they say, well, you can't tell whether the animal is, is a male or female cat because it's just an animal. And, uh, but it's nothing outside of God's creation. I have yet to see them come up with something that God has not established. I don't care if they came up with. Uh, something that looked like the alien. It's still something that God has established. The features, the eyes, the lips. You know, no matter what man does, he cannot create something of a gender that's outside of what already exists. It, it's, it's not possible. Like you say, I create a male and female. Female. So that's that, it. Right. So, even, so not, natural ten. if you look at the cat, though. You see it's going to be a male or a female. You're going to sign it the identity of a male. <laughs> And these people who go around talking about beauty standards as if there's something wrong, there is not a culture in existence that doesn't have a standard of beauty according to their culture, that doesn't have a separation of gender according to their culture. That's just insanity. Well, here, talking about insanity, here's another article that was sent to me. It's it's from the Christian Post, and um is that it's titled when thinking a prayer became a crime and this happened in uh, england and at first it seemed too absurd to believe surely there must be more to the story than meets the eye Mm -hmm. it turned out that what was reported was quite accurate a christian pro-life leader in england was arrested not simply for standing in front of an abortion clinic she was also arrested for the crime of praying while standing there even though she was simply praying in her own head. She wasn't talking out loud. She wasn't... Whoa! Talk about being prosecuted for a thought crime. This really and truly happened. Her name is Isabel Von Spruce and leader of the UK March for Life. Well, weren't, the, weren't the British uh, in, in charge of uh, the, the Salem witch hunt? Oh, were they? I don't know. I, I mean, as far as heritage, I, I, I don't know. But she was found guilty. I, I understand she was arrested. Well, she was arrested, and it, it, they have a video out there, and the police officer is asking her politely, are you praying? 
And she responds, I might be praying in my head. Mm -hmm. And um, there's an additional note added by Twitter that states the woman in the video was not arrested for silently praying. She was arrested for breaking a temporary public space protection order on four separate occasions, which was used to ban protests outside of an abortion clinic due to safety concerns. Oh, okay. So perhaps she was not allowed to be standing in front of the clinic at all. Perhaps that was her crime. Well, this, well okay. So, but as noted in the official press release from the Alliance Defending Freedom in UK, the censorship zone measure introduced by Birmingham authorities criminalizes individuals perceived to be engaging in any act of approval or disapproval or attempted act of approval or disapproval in relation to abortion, including through verbal or written means, prayer or counseling. So while in the police station, she was shown pictures of herself outside the abortion facility. She said she could not recall from the pictures <laughs> if she was praying at those specific moments right. or whether these had been taken at times when she was distracted and thought about other things, well, such as stupid. her lunch. Right, but that's still ignorant to try to uh, arrest somebody off of prayer. But she maintains that all her thoughts were equally peaceful and that none should be criminalized. Right. And when she was questioned as to whether she'd been praying in her own mind, um, in the article says, this is not made up. This is not the figment of a Christian paranoia. It's literally what took place. But what was the outcome? Well, I'm not exactly sure. Um, in fact, the police actually imposed restrictions on part of her bail on her engaging in public prayer beyond the um, area, the public space protection order area, stating that this was necessary to prevent further offenses. So it sounded like she was fine. Um, or, or, and a month prior to that, in, in another area of UK, a, per, a woman was quietly praying with a friend in a public space, and she was warned by local authorities that their prayer could cause intimidation, harassment, or distress. So I wonder, and was I, asked to I wonder if they would do the same thing if somebody was out there casting a spell. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to figure that one out, but we're out of time right now. Yes. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Now, this week's verse of the day comes from Acts 4 and 12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Now, ain't God all right? God is all right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, when Satan fell from heaven, what did the Lord say it looked like? And the answer is lightning. And that answer can be found in Luke chapter 10, verse 18, which reads, And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning falling from heaven. This week's food for thought is on Judgment Day. If your name is not written in the book of life, 
where will you go? And who will go with you? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought.